Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's another episode of Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski with Mike Kapler, our weekly episodic adventure into the grace of God. I need some good ominous music there. <laughs> and it really just set the scene, set the mood. Oh, okay. No, we're not into that. We're just talking about the love and the grace of God here on Growing in Grace. <laughs> How's Mr. Episodic. Kaplan? Episodic. Wow, that's... Uh... You're blowing my mind, man. Well, it's a word that I heard on Monday Night Raw, so that's where Monday I got that Night from. Monday Night Raw? Yeah. <laughs> the WWE. Do I want to know what that is? It's WWE wrestling. Oh, get out. They, they, you're too young for that. You're First of all, you're not a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> but they brag about being the longest weekly running uh, episodic program on TV. So that's that's where I heard that word, and I'm sticking I, to that. I must that. say, uh, WWE or <laughs> professional wrestling or whatever it's called now, I've never been into that. Not much more than roller derby. Sorry about that. You know, you don't know what you're missing. It's like people who don't experience the grace of God. You know, we've we've <laughs> got to explain it to them. We got to tell them. Same with the WWE. <laughs> Man, what what you just said there, remind me when we're done recording. I, I've got another idea for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You said something that I was actually writing notes about. So that's... No, they have to do with Randy Orton or <laughs> no, John Cena. nothing to do with professional wrestling, but, <laughs> but you did make a point in that if you haven't experienced something, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's something to be covered there. That's good. We will make note of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we're glad you are with us out there in podcast land. Mike and Joel from growingandgrace.org, where you'll find all of our past archived programs and other things, too, at growingandgrace.org. But mostly podcasts at that particular website address, like hundreds of them. And we still hear hear from people who say they, they went back and started listening to all of those, which is, I must confess, something I've, I've never done, Joel, after all these years. And... I can only imagine what some of those early ones really sound like, but we've come a long ways, baby, and uh, (laughs) we still have a long ways to go, and we're glad you're on the journey with us. You know, something that um, we want to talk about this week, and and this is is, um, going to be a new concept for some people, especially if if you're new to our podcast. It's something we've talked about, but let's come at it from a different focus this time, and that's the subject of Jew and Gentile. Having this understanding of how the Bible is written, because we we know that the the law and the the history of the Old Testament, the Jewish people, and how that carries over somewhat into the New Testament pages as well, and how do we, as non-Jewish people who are Gentiles, fit into all of that? So we want to talk about that. Joel, I, I was at an evangelical church a while back. I'm sorry. And it's it's a good solid <laughs> church, right? I mean, they they teach a lot of a lot of good things, but I remember the pastor asking for a show of hands and it, it wasn't something that he was really it wasn't the target of his of his sermon, but I think he was already in the middle of his sermon and it was a spontaneous question. And the question was, 
let me see a show of hands. How many Gentiles are in here? And I can't remember the context of his teaching exactly, but how many how many Gentiles are in here? Raise your hand. Well, you know, it's a pretty large church. Very few hands went up. Hmm. And I think that's because most Christians have really very little understanding or, or maybe even no concept of the difference between Jew and Gentile. So let's talk about that and how it applies to the gospel. Yeah, that does say a lot. I mean, on the one hand, of course, in Christ, let's just put this out there, in Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile. We're all in one new body. But the point that you're talking about is that people don't seem to understand that outside of Christ there are Jews, and those were God's chosen people, the people of Israel, the Jewish people, and then everybody else in the world who has ever lived are Gentiles. They are people who are outside of that old covenant, the covenant that God made with Israel. These are the people who are outside of the promises of God, as it says in some of Paul's writings. And so the Gentiles are people who are not Jews. And it's, it's a point to make that Gentiles were allowed to to be part of Israel, but they had to dedicate themselves to keeping the law, to keeping the covenant, to doing all this stuff. And so with that little minor detail in there, it's just the truth. we got to point this out, that Jews were the people, the chosen people of God. Gentiles were everybody else in the whole entire world outside of Israel. Jews are the ones who had the covenant, again, that covenant, the old covenant with all the 613 laws. Gentiles were what the Bible calls far off. Paul called them far off. You who were far off, he says. And he's talking about Gentiles when he says in Ephesians 2.13, now in Christ Jesus, you who were far off. In fact, here's what he says, Ephesians 2.11 Remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by the hands, that at that time, this is before Christ, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise. This is everything that God had with the Jews, the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That is the story of the Gentiles before Christ came. No hope, no covenant, without God, n nothing. They were far off, not included in anything of God. And again, unless they decided to join themselves to Israel by keeping the covenant, and which again, nobody ever actually did do that. But that's the story of the Gentiles. And so in Christ, God has brought Jew and Gentile together. But there is so much of the story that we need to talk about to help with this understanding of, of the difference and why the difference was. Yeah, you're right. The Jew and Gentile have been merged together now. That, that's the day that we live in now under the New Covenant. But there is so much that occurred you know, before the cross that brought this happening uh, to existence. And I think people have the mindset sometimes that we, we Gentiles were kind of like leftovers. <laughs> and we, we, we were allowed into this covenant that we have now, and we became engrafted Jews. We've talked about this before, but that's not really the case. There, as you said, there, there's really no longer the, the Jew-Gentile factor. We, Gentiles, non-Jewish people, and the Jewish people have been merged into one man We've been brought together in Christ. We're merged into Christ. We're not engrafted Jews. 
were not somebody who inherited a Jewish nature or or a heritage of some kind. It's being merged into one body, that is, the body of Christ. So there's no longer Jew or Gentile or male or female. We're all one in him. But what led to this was this race of people that God chose, the, the Jewish nation, in which he would fulfill his will and purpose. But, you know, when, when Jesus came, I think we, we get into this mindset sometimes where we read the verses in the Bible and we get this verse tunnel vision and we're under the assumption and the mindset that Jesus is always speaking to us or that the apostles in their writings to the church were always speaking directly to us today as Christians in general without taking into consideration the fact that there were the Jewish people and those who were non-Jewish people that would come to faith. And, and that's important to, to understand because in our, our Western, modern culture within the church world, there's very little understanding about this. I think one reason why, when I was talking about the church, where very few hands went up when the pastor asked how many here are Gentiles, most people, when they see that, they see it in a negative connotation when it's being referred to, like in the in the four books of the Gospels, uh, either by Jesus or someone else, when they viewed Gentiles as just ungodly heathens, and that's how they were viewed from a Jewish perspective. And so people don't realize that it's really referring to non-Jewish people who were not part of the covenant. In fact, under the law, it really wasn't even lawful for Jewish people to speak or fellowship with non-Jewish people. And so um, that's why we, we see the surprise of the Samaritan woman at, at the well when Jesus was speaking to her and getting a drink, and, and she was surprised that he was even talking to her. She was a Samaritan. He was a Jew. What's going on here? It blew her mind. So Galatians chapter 4, referring to Jesus, Paul said, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to what? To redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as, as sons or as children. Uh, and because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. You're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. But what the point here in Galatians 4.4 4 is that Jesus came, he was born under the law, he followed, with the help of his parents, followed all the uh, the statutes and and limitations and, and uh, non-limitations of the law. Everything, he, all the ceremonies, everything was done according to the law when Jesus was, was born. And he came to redeem those who were under the law. That was the ministry of Jesus. We as Gentiles, non-Jewish people, were never under that Mosaic law that Jesus came to redeem them from. We would be invited into the covenant, but there was no need to redeem us from a law that we were never under. Right. And so we'll, we've just really, in a sense, gotten started on, on this. So we'll be talking more about this. But um, I'm thinking about, you know, how Jesus came born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law. And again, like you said, the Gentiles would be brought into this. But his ministry, getting back to something that you were saying, his ministry wasn't always to those who would become believers, wasn't always to Christians. In fact, a lot of the ministry of Jesus was to Jews who were under the law. And I'm thinking of this time in Matthew 15, where a woman from Canaan, a Gentile, came to him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. 
He ignored this woman, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, she's crying out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's pretty strong words, and that's pretty explicitly saying, I was not sent to Gentiles. I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered, he finally did speak up and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now, little dogs was a term that Jews used for Gentiles. And here, Jesus is using that term. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So there's a picture there of something that's happening. He came only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but Jesus knew, even with all that he said there, he knew that Gentiles, the whole world, God so loved the, the whole world, he, he knew that his ministry was going to be for the saving of the world. But so much of what he said at that time was for the Jews who were under the law. Well, more next week about Jews and Gentiles being brought together with the uh, wall that was between us having been torn down. Next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.